the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now what? You have to wonder what it's like for Donald Trump when he wakes up in the morning. Just when he thinks his crisis with a Supreme Court nominee and all the ridiculous uh, theatrics around that and the stupidity, after he thinks that's starting to come around a little bit, the New York Times comes out with a 13-page story that says he helped his dad cheat on his taxes and ended up being left, I don't know, $400 million because of it. What's $400 million bucks? Anyway, the headline of the story is Trump engaged in suspect tax schemes as he reaped riches from his father. And it accuses him of tax fraud and lots of other stuff. Um, but the, the headline tells me something. It's suspect tax schemes. Uh, it doesn't say illegal tax schemes. So I don't know. I didn't read the story yet. And I uh, so what what they actually think they have on them, I don't know. But I think if it would have been illegal, they would have used that word instead of suspect. But it does accuse him of tax fraud and other things. And I mean, it's 15 pages, so they got to have a lot of stuff in there. But Trump has already had his lawyer, Charles Harder, tell the Times that they should be expecting a libel suit. Now, suing a, a, a media outlet for libel is a tough thing to do. Most of the times, at least as far as I uh, seem to understand, they're, they're thrown out just because it's the, the, they don't even, the, it doesn't even get the trial because the judge doesn't want to hear about it. No, it just gets thrown out, and you're not going to win it. But this guy, Charles Harder, tells the Times they should be expecting one, and he's the guy who won a few million dollars and an apology from the New York Daily News because of a bogus story about Melania Trump. They wrote that she, the a modeling agency that she worked for was also an escort service. Melania didn't like that. They sued, and they won, and the New York Daily News had to apologize. So you can win them. They are tough. They're really hard to win. But here's the thing. Nobody who voted for Trump is going to care. Nobody. And unless there's some serious crime, I don't care, really. If, if Donald saved millions in taxes by using every possible loophole that's out there, good for him. Because everybody pays too much in taxes, and I don't think how much money any citizen has should really be any of the government's business. The income tax was and is a bad idea as far as I'm concerned. That That's a topic for another show, I'm sure. Maybe we'll do it on April 15th, but uh, the income tax... Uh, is not one of my favorite things. Uh, so I, uh, but but the the thing about how much money that he he may have not paid, if if someone, I don't care if you make four hundred million dollars a day, nobody will ever convince me that the government deserves half of that, half of what you earn. If you make four hundred dollars a day or forty dollars a day, it's just wrong if the government thinks that it's entitled to take what it took you four hours to make in your eight-hour day. So I, I don't care how much he made, if uh, how much he didn't pay. Uh, and uh, if it's illegal or a little bit illegal, I hope it's. Uh, I hope he's covered enough that he doesn't get caught. And I'd say that about anybody. Like, you know, I don't know, maybe the Kennedys or somebody like that who might have, I don't know, cheated on their taxes a little bit. Who knows? But anyways, I said that's a topic for another show. And speaking of attorneys, let's pause for a word from our sponsor. Have you slipped and fallen or accidentally been gang raped or even sexually assaulted? Even if you didn't really, you may be entitled to free publicity. At Avenatti and Avenatti, we troll for troubled women and exploit them for every ounce of our media that we can manage. Remember that porn star you didn't really sleep with? Well, what are you waiting for? At Avenatti and Avenatti, we don't get publicity until you get publicity. Haven't suffered any high crimes or sex demeanors? No problem. Our team of publicity professionals will help trigger your memory until we find something suitably salacious for the major media to eat right up. We get you the publicity we deserve. Because at Avenatti and Avenatti, we put the Avenatti back into Avenatti. Call 1-900-PORN-LAW to speak to an attorney now. It's 1-900-PORN-LAW. Calls are just $3,000 a minute. 
Okay, once again, that number, 1-900-PORN-LAW. <laughs> Operators are wa- standing by. Now, actually, that's a, uh, that's, that's a fake. Um, but that, you know, hey, that sounds like a law firm to go to bat for you. But it was fake. Avenatti would be Michael Avenatti, the attorney for Stormy Daniels. And if he did put out a TV ad, pretty good chance that's exactly what it would sound like. But that was a fake. That was not one of our sponsors. Meanwhile, the world is waiting for the FBI's report on Brett Kavanaugh. Nothing yet. So we still don't know if he actually did throw ice at a guy at a bar back in uh, 1983. And coming up uh, after our break, we're going to talk about a president of the United States who did something in a bar a little bit more serious than throwing ice. But anyway, this may be backfiring on the Democrats. According to Rasmussen, most people think that the confirmation process has been a national disgrace. That's what Kavanaugh uh, called it. 56% believe, uh, that's of of likely voters, uh, agree with what Kavanaugh said. And he's the one who did call it a disgrace. 30% disagree. 77% of Republicans and 51% of independents agree with him on that. Here's a number I thought was interesting. 40% of Democrats believe that it's a national disgrace. Now, I don't know why maybe they maybe their uh, reason for uh, considering it a national disgrace is different from a Republican's reason. But 40% think it's a, a national disgrace, which means... Uh, I'd say like 104% of the people in the country just want it to go away. Uh, but the 40% of Democrats agreeing that it's a disgrace doesn't seem like it would be a very good thing for them, good sign for them. And then there's Chelsea Clinton. Now, why anybody thinks America needs to hear her opinion on anything, I don't know. But CBS Morning News thought it would be a good idea to have her on the show. And here's a little sample. I just thought, oh, my gosh, we loom so much larger in your mind than you loom at least in mine. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'd heard his name until he was nominated uh, weeks ago. Um, but to me, what was so troubling was how nakedly partisan he was. And I think the principle of, of judicial review being absent of partisanship is still really important. So if he had gone after President Bush or President Reagan's family, I'd feel the same way. Like, I just don't think that that is healthy. Um, as a dynamic on the Supreme Court or really candidly any court. Yeah, well, your mom. mom said the performance of behavior was quite out of bounds uh, and clearly she had some issue with, issues with it. Do you think that he should be confirmed to the Supreme Court? I don't. I mean, I've opposed his nomination from the beginning because I don't um, agree with his stance on multiple issues. Uh, so admittedly, my opposition to him is kind of rooted in policy, mm-hmm. um, but I now am even more kind of uh, in, intense in my feelings because of how political he's become. I'm wondering what your response is to how we've seen Dr. Ford's plight after she did just that. She reached out to her local congressman, said that it was her civic duty, wanted to be anonymous, didn't want to come uh, public the way she has now, and then we see the result. What, what is your response to those who might say, you know what, I was going to do that, but I don't need to go through that? Well, I would say I understand that, and I hope you're still willing to raise your hand, raise your voice. I think we need more people engaged in the political process at every level, not fewer. So while I completely see beyond it that it could have a chilling effect, I hope that it doesn't. Well, Chelsea, uh, uh, the Chelsea, they, they, you know, they talked to her for three and a half minutes about Kavanaugh and, you know, Dr. Ford and everything that's involved there, sexual assault and believing accusers. And guess whose name never came up? Bill Clinton's, her dad. They Somehow they just kind of forgot to bring that up. That probably would have made Chelsea feel a little bit uncomfortable, but that's exactly why she and really anybody who voted for her mother, her mom, as they referred to her in the interview, should never express an opinion about sexual assault victims and how they should be treated, ever, should they ever talk about it. But anyway, make sure you stick around for the second half hour. Uh, we're not going to talk about Kavanaugh at all. It's going to be, I think you're going to like it. I have the executive producer of a movie that's coming out next week. It's called Gosnell, America's Biggest Serial Killer. It's about the abortion butcher in Philadelphia who killed thousands of babies. He's now in prison for life, I believe, and he got a, and how he got away with it and how the media did a really, really nice job of ignoring it. That'll be uh, coming up after the 5.30 break. But when we come back, a little history lesson and quite a bit of stupidity that I've uh, piled together, much of it having to do with, believe it or not, education. Stick around.
It's been 43 years since the fall of Saigon. Over 58,000 never made it home. The ones that did returned bearing wounds that never really healed. It's time to change that. October 10th through 14th, the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Vietnam Wall comes to Murraysville Community Park. At over 360 feet long, this 80% scale replica of the Vietnam Memorial in Washington, D.C. is the largest and most exact of its kind. Not a single name has been forgotten. Open 24 hours a day, the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Vietnam Wall is free and open to the public. This October, join a grateful community in honoring our veterans and let's move forward together. Details under events at murraysville.com. How much do you spend on your pest control each year? 200 300 or even $500 or more? What if I said you could spend less than $25 a year, even less with promo code RADIO20? Then listen up. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug In Pest Free, and yes, it is possible to rid your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is Plug In Pest Free. Our best seller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code RADIO20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to gopestfree.com today. Use promo code RADIO20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com. That's gopestfree.com. Promo code RADIO20. People come in with health concerns and we try to address those at the root cause. At the Medicine Shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb has conducted over 3,000 consultations with pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. I actually got my nurse practitioner in family practice and I've always wanted to practice getting to the root cause because in family practice I felt like I was giving a pill for the ill. It's always pharmaceutical based. You really didn't get to the main problem that caused the symptom. Just an example of you have heartburn. There's many reasons for acid reflux or heartburn, and some of those reasons can be not enough hydrochloric acid, where traditional medicine blocks that. And as we age, our body typically doesn't even make enough as it should to break down our food. A lot of people want to get off their proton pump inhibitors, and we had a little protocol to wean that very slowly so they don't have rebound heartburn. Call for a consultation today. The Medicine Shop in Oakmont and Penn Hills, 888-865-9595. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the original mattress factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Truth is timeless. At the Original Mattress Factory, our business philosophy is based on honesty and truth, and it never changes. Simply stated, we treat our customers the way we want to be treated ourselves. This means we treat people with respect, we educate rather than manipulate, and we offer genuine value and substantial savings, not simply by saying it, but by proving it with cutaways of our mattresses compared side-by-side with the mainstream brands. Stop by one of our store locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Wow, speaking of uh, toxic masculinity, well, I got a guy for you here. <laughs> and he became President of the United States of America. Um, I thought this was interesting uh, to me. I hope it's interesting to you. I, I think it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, Kavanaugh, the big story now is that we're all supposed to be scandalized and he's supposed to be disqualified from not only his um, uh, appointment to the Supreme Court, but also his job as a federal judge now. He should just be fired or he should resign. Uh, one of the big reasons for that is that there's a report out there, uh, unfounded, of course, but it's out there that he actually threw ice at somebody in a bar. I don't know how many years ago it was, 1982, something like that, in the early 80s. So I, I found this guy who ran for pre, who was a president of the United States at one point, a uh, pretty good one, too. I mean, if you judge him by 2018 standards, he's got a lot of things wrong with him. But I want you to just 
as I tell you this story here, um, try to imagine it happening in 2018 with Fox News, MSNBC, and CNN running around. This would be Andrew Jackson on September 4th, 1813. What's that, 205 years and one month ago? Uh, he was almost killed in a gunfight in a Nashville bar. So he was in, he was in a bar. There was no glass uh, thrown at anybody or ice or anything like that. But the gunfight was the result of a feud between him and some guy named Thomas Benton and his brother, Jesse. Uh, that feud had has resulted from an earlier feud. Jesse had become uh, in a, was in a duel with some guy named William Carroll, who would later become governor of Tennessee. So <laughs> he was in a duel. So there we have uh, the, former, the future governor of Tennessee and a future president of the United States all involved in this. Jackson had acted as Carroll's second at the duel. Um, so uh, you have a, a future governor of Tennessee and a future president. One is the actual person in the duel, and the other is acting as his second. Uh, and then Jackson had already fought several duels, it says here. But in 1795, he fought a duel with some guy named uh, Colonel Waitsville Avery. Avery had been opposing uh, counsel in a case, and Jackson didn't like something that he said in the courtroom, challenged him to a duel. No one was killed. Both uh, both guys, they what they did in those duels, a lot of times, they would have the duel, and then they would both kind of agree to miss each other. And they would shoot the guns, and nobody would get killed. Sometimes they didn't. So that, Because that wasn't the case in the duel that Jackson fought in 1806. In that one, uh, Jackson faced a guy who was an expert marksman. His name was Charles Dickinson. Dickinson had accused Jackson of not paying a horse bet. <laughs> So, so they're getting it. All it is is a guy getting in a fight, uh, wanting to shoot and kill somebody over a bet on a horse. These are this is the future president of the United States. When apparently he wasn't disqualified for any of this because he did become president, and he also accused Jackson, uh, this Dickinson guy, accused him of being a coward and a bigamist. Now I want you again to think about this on think about them debating this on Fox News whether or not he's a first of all. It would come out that this this Dickinson guy had accused Jackson of being a bigamist, so there'd be lots of sidebar stories on whether or not he's a bigamist, whether he had more than one wife, and all that stuff. But uh, Jackson really didn't like the bigamist part because he considered that an attack on the honor of his beloved wife, Rachel. And uh, Jackson wouldn't forgive that. So the horse bet wasn't a problem. It was what he said about his wife. So when they they had the duel, Jackson allowed Dickinson to fire first. Jackson was hit in the chest. Now this would would they have video of this now if this were on like uh, happened today? I think it might. You know somebody has a cell phone there. There's somebody's going to get video of this. It's just a shame that they didn't have it back then. And then I'm wondering, 200 years from now, will a lot of the stuff that is happening now be you know it'll all be seen on on video uh, somewhere. Well, the bullet entered inches from Jackson's heart, broke some of his ribs, but Jackson, this is a tough guy, he would not and did not go down. He took his time, he aimed at Dickinson, and, and here's the rules of the duel, see? This is, uh, this is when men were men. When you shot and fired somebody and you hit him, and he hasn't shot his gun yet, you didn't get to run away or duck or you know, hold up uh, anything like a garbage can lid. The, nothing. You couldn't. You couldn't hide. You had to stand there. So the bullet goes into Jackson's heart. He he doesn't go down. He took his time. He aimed at this Dickinson guy who was required to stand there. And uh, Jackson's gun didn't go off. So then he pulled back, drew back the hammer again, aimed and shot, and he hit Dickinson in the chest. And Dickinson collapsed and later bled to death from the wound. So Jackson killed him, which is a little bit worse than throwing ice at him. But he did. He killed him. And Jackson would have Dickinson's bullet in his body for the rest of his life. And I don't think that was his last uh, duel. But uh, somehow that didn't come up in the campaign. (laughs) You know, think about that. Like uh, if Kavanaugh was up for this nomination and somebody had come forward and said, by the way, um, we have a story here. We have a witness who said that you shot a guy in a bar fight and he died. Uh, you think that might have caused a little bit of a stir? Might have, might have disqualified. Might not. Didn't disqualify this guy for president. Dueling was a big deal back then. You know, you know the uh, Hamilton Burr uh, uh, situation, and um, 
That's there's a really good book about that, by the way. I read Alexander Hamilton, Aaron Burr. It's an amazing story uh, that goes so much beyond the actual dole. But that's another that's another issue. Now I wanted to bring up some stupidity, and that's for some reason. Uh, and don't forget, coming up at the in the second half hour, we have uh, the executive producer of the movie about uh, the abortion doctor in Philadelphia who butchered. Uh, living babies and is now in prison for life. But um, Walter Williams is one of my favorite guys. Uh, he's a professor, uh, an economics professor at uh, James uh, Madison University. He has a story here uh, about uh, discipline in schools. Now, uh, uh, the the Obama administration, the tech Secretary of Education, um, Duncan, um, Arne Duncan, he, they they decided that there were too many black kids were being uh, there was a great disparity between the number of black kids suspended compared to the white kids suspended and expelled and Duncan told a crowd uh, at a um, uh, during a speech that the um, the Duncan told the crowd that black students are more than three times as likely to be expelled as their white peers and saying that he said that Martin Luther King would be quote dismayed. So then uh, uh, there's a law professor at the University of San Diego and a member of the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights and her special assistant and counselor, Allison Solman, wrote an important article in the Texas Review of Law and Politics titled The Department of Education's Obama-Era Initiative on Racial Disparities in School Discipline. And it's about the Departments of Education and Justice's disparate impact vision, wherein they see racial discrimination as the factor that explains why black male students face suspension uh, and expulsion more often than white kids. So faced with the threats from the Department of Education, Office for Civil Rights, schools have instituted new disciplinary policies. For example, after the public school district in Oklahoma City was investigated by the OCR, there was a 42.5% decrease in the number of suspensions. That's good, right? Except that according to the article in the Oklahoman, who the author of which I asked to be on the show and he couldn't do it, or wouldn't do it anyway, according to an article in the Oklahoman, one teacher said, quote, students are yelling, cursing, hitting, and screaming at teachers, and nothing is being done, but teachers are being told to teach and ignore the behaviors. According to Chalkbeat, new, I don't know what that is, but it says new high school teachers left one school because they didn't feel safe. There have been cases in which students have assaulted teachers and returned to school the next day. So um, that's what you got. And many of the complaints about black student behavior are coming from black teachers. And that's, uh, that's what you got. So the, the, that's a great example of the government stepping in, busy bodies, going to fix something and having it become much worse and getting the exact opposite effect of what you were uh, seeking. So they've made it worse. And if you're a teacher, you got to put up with that. And believe me, I, I had a friend who taught at a Pittsburgh City school for 30 years, and the horror stories he used to tell me were just unbelievable. So how much time I got, Aaron? Before we get to the break, this is real quick, because this is also uh, education stupidity. It's kind of along the same lines. A student, uh, a teacher in Florida was fired for giving students zeros. But you know why they got zeros? Because they didn't turn in an assignment. But they're not allowed to give a zero for not turning in an assignment because 50% is the lowest grade you're allowed to give to a student. So this, uh, this teacher... Uh, she wrote on the board uh, before she left, Bye, kids. Mrs. Toronto hold, uh, loves you and wishes you the best in life. I have been fired for refusing to give you a 50% for not handing anything in. That's what she put on the on the board, and then she left. And uh, the school district is in Fort Pierce, Florida, someplace like that. Um, but uh, no zeros. Lowest possible grades. So this, the message to the kiddies is, if you look, you better do your assignment. If you don't, I'm only going to give you half credit. <laughs> There's a lesson for them. If you don't do any work and you show up for your job, you're only going to get half your pay. If you stay home and just refuse to work, that's where we are. We're going to be back, and you're going to hear an amazing story about a movie coming out next week. And uh, that's coming up right here on AM 1250, The Answer. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. More controversy over President Trump's remarks at a Mississippi rally last night regarding the woman who's accused Judge Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault. Senator Bernie Sanders says he's concerned the president's words will discourage other victims from reporting sexual assault. The president's response 
To her courage is to mock her, to make fun of her. Now, what kind of message does that send? Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders responded to reporters' questions on the remarks today. He was stating facts that were given during Dr. Ford's testimony, and the Senate has to make a decision based on those facts uh, and whether or not they see Judge Kavanaugh to be qualified uh, to hold the position on the Supreme Court. On Wall Street, the Dow by 54 points, the Nasdaq rose 25, the S&P advanced to oil up a dollar 18 to 76.41 a barrel. This is SRN News. Pat Boone here again for Relief Factor, the company that's helping thousands of people, just like my wife Shirley and me, deal with all kinds of occasional aches and pains. For years, Shirley struggled with her neck and her shoulder pain kept her from sleeping through the night. A lot of people, just like Shirley, struggle with aches and pains due to aging or exercise. Why don't you order the three-week quick start? It's now only $19.95, and let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. My lawn's been worn out by summer, not to mention by my kids. This year, use Scott's in the fall. Just one more feeding gives your grass the nourishment it needs to recover from the wear and tear of summer, while also building resilient roots to help prevent a weak, thin lawn next spring. This fall, my kids and my grass are back out to play. This is a Scott's Yard. Now's the time to feed your lawn. Pick up a bag of Scott's Winter Guard today. Larry Elder is just in awe of the entire Kavanaugh mess. Because he's been evasive on certain answers, he therefore is not entitled to the presumption of innocence. And by the way, the burden is on him to prove it. Senator Blumenthal said that. The burden is on him to disprove the allegations. Are you kidding? That's incredible. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9, on AM 1250. The answer. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's a beautiful country out there. Discover it all in a new RV from Camping World, America's number one RV dealer. At your local Camping World, you'll find over 350 new RVs in stock, an ever-changing selection from America's top brands, including favorites like Coleman and Mallard of every class and size, all at wholesale prices. Say hello to a whole new world. Visit CampingWorldOfPittsburgh.com. A lawsuit seeking to recover a portion of the public subsidies given to OneJet Airlines to operate at Pittsburgh International Airport raises this larger question. What is the proper role of an airport authority? As the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy reminds, it has no role other than to provide a place to land and take off, a place for passengers to park, and other infrastructure. Learn more about the county airport authority's missteps at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional thinking is challenged every day. It's been 43 years since the fall of Saigon. Over 58,000 never made it home. The ones that did returned bearing wounds that never really healed. It's time to change that. October 10th through 14th, the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Vietnam Wall comes to Murraysville Community Park. At over 360 feet long, this 80% scale replica of the Vietnam Memorial in Washington, D.C. is the largest and most exact of its kind. Not a single name has been forgotten. Open 24 hours a day, the American Veterans Traveling Tribute Vietnam Wall is free and open to the public. This October, join a grateful community in honoring our veterans, and let's move forward together. Details under events at murraysville.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. We've got a jam up on southbound 79, starting around South Point Boulevard until just after 519, that because of a crash. Outbound 28 is a heavy ride from Veterans Bridge to the Highland Park Bridge. Slow outbound 65 from 19 up to the Keys Rocks Bridge. And a slow ride outbound Liberty Bridge. Now the Parkway East seeing some delays, a pretty lengthy delay outbound Forbes Avenue to Edgewood Swissvale. Inbound Edgewood Swissvale to the Tunnel and 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
Partly cloudy tonight, warm and muggy with a low tonight of 67 degrees. Mostly cloudy tomorrow, warm and humid. A passing shower in the morning, then a couple of showers and a heavier thunderstorm around in the afternoon, high 76. Lingering clouds and cooler tomorrow night, going down to 49 degrees. Then for Friday, periods of clouds and sun with a high of 68. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Okay, it should be obvious to uh, anybody who's been paying attention that the Democrats' insanity over the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh is all about abortion and their fear that Roe v. Wade could be overturned. Abortion is definitely their, their number one issue. Nobody doubts that, I don't think. And they'll do anything to make it as easy as possible for a woman to get one. Well, a week from Friday, a movie about abortion opens around the country. It's also about a doctor from Philadelphia who's serving a life term for murder. It's called Gosnell, the trial of America's biggest serial killer. John Sullivan is the executive producer, and he joins us now john thanks for being here hey glad, thank you for having me on so let's talk about the title first um how does this guy qualify as america's biggest serial killer well when you look at how many children they looked at when they uh raided the clinic what they found were approximately about 40 different bodies of children and that was only a short duration of time so if you were to extrapolate that out over a year and then extrapolate that out over the 17 years he was operating without ever being inspected he clearly is the largest serial killer that we know in history, and particularly within America. I agree with that, and um, I, I'm sure there are a large number of people who agree with that, but there are probably some people out there who might not buy that title because they not they don't view abortion the same way I do. Well, but what he was doing was very different, right? He was having children who were viable that were being born after almost 24 weeks, which is, you know, a child is viable, at right. 24 weeks. Mm -hmm. He was having these children born, and they would be born alive, and then he would take them and snip their spinal cords uh, in that situation. So, you know, the state of Pennsylvania found that three of the children that he did that to qualified as murder. And again, if you extrapolate out the numbers over 17 years, we're talking in the tens of thousands of children that were killed by this man. Wow. And nobody should should be surprised to hear that it took some creativity to get the funding for a movie on this subject. Would I be right about that? Oh, yeah. We, we actually crowdfunded this through 29,000 different people, uh, raising over $2.3 million so uh, we could tell this story. And it was one that, you know, the mainstream media did not want to tell even when the trial was going on. Even though this man was the most vile, heinous murderer we know, uh, but because it was over abortion, people did not want to, uh, media outlets did not want to cover this. Uh, you work in the movie business, and I don't have to tell you that they're always looking for good scripts and good stories. Stories and anybody who would look at this story, uh, it had every element of a perfect movie topic, and uh, only abortion would prevent it from being made because it's a, the story itself is just it's, it's a drama, right? A hundred percent. We tell this story exactly how it happened. It actually unfolded as a murder case. He was never inspected, uh, even though they were an abortion clinic and supposedly a medical facility. They were not inspected for seventeen years, and that was. You know, in the grand jury report, they said that was by design because this was about abortion. And when we go into the case in the movie, it starts as a drug case because Gosnell was selling illegal prescription drugs to people on the street. And so the DEA, the FBI, and the local Philadelphia PD went in based on that. And then when they got in and they found all the different bodies of these children within the clinic, that's when this turned into a murder case. And it's a true story. So that's that's the other thing. Hollywood seems to take a lot of license with that. You didn't have to do that? No, we didn't take uh, any license. Most of the script is actually based off of the transcripts from the court. So it's based off the of testimony or it's based off of interviews. We had uh, James Woods, who was the lead detective on this from the Philadelphia PD. He was on set with us for uh, quite a bit of the shooting to make sure we got stuff right. Also, Christine Wexler, one of the DAs who was there, uh, went through the grand jury and prepped the case. She was on set with us and made sure that we got this stuff right. So, you know, we didn't need to embellish anything. In fact, what we do at the end of the movie in the credits is audiences don't leave. Most of the people get up and leave in the credits. Right. For this movie, they're not doing that because we actually run the crime scene photos in the background that corroborate exactly what we did in the movie. Well, I like that when movies do that. And, uh, you know, I've seen plenty of movies about true stories. And when the, when you see the real people, many times they'll do it on film. 
you know, or a video, and uh, it makes it much more effective, I think. So is, is the central theme how this guy was able to get away with it for so long? I mean, obviously, this, the theme is that the kids are being murdered. But, I mean, the, the, the main thing seems to be how does somebody do this, number one, but how does he get away with it for so long? Well, that, that's really the question, right, is how, how does this guy go for almost two decades and not have even a single inspection after numerous complaints and two women had died at his clinic? And that's the thrust of this, right, is, you know, is Gosnell kind of operating within the boundaries or is he getting some sort of special protection that's going on? And, you know, the police department and the DA's office were kind of up against it. And that's the story we tell. It's, it's an underdog story. It's also a story of good versus evil in the situation. And i got to say, the um, early kind of reviews we're getting on this uh, for Earl Billings, who play Gosnell, are, are just outstanding. You know, the movie was directed by Nick Searcy, who your audience may know from Justified. I mean, he was in Shape of Water and Three Billboards. So Nick's one of the premier character actors out there. He also directed the movie in that sense. And then we have Dean Cain in there, who everybody knows is uh, Superman from Lowe's and Clark. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, Dean Cain is the star, but how, how was he attracted to the subject? Was this something, is this something that's uh, important to him, or was he just a guy that you came upon who was interested in some work? No, I, I'd known Dean for a while, uh, and, I, and I believe Nick had known Dean for a while. So I took the script to Dean and said, hey, would this be a movie you'd be interested in doing? It's going to probably receive some you know, be controversial. And he said, no, man, uh, this guy's a monster. Let's do this. And uh, Dean jumped in right away with us, and uh, he did a, does a great job in the movie. So let's, let's, again, who are the heroes of this story? Is it the detective? Is it the uh, the attorneys, the prosecutors? Who who are the big heroes? The, the big hero in this is really the detective, who who's the one who pushed the case. And, and it's based off the real James Woody Woods. Uh, who's been a homicide detective and narcotic detective for close to 25 years. And he's the real hero of the, of the story because he just pushed on this. He pushed this from being a narcotics case into being a murder investigation once he found, you know, the bodies of these children. Uh, also, the other hero in this is really the DA's office, you know, for taking this case on um, as a murder case, getting the evidence together and pushing it through. Um, you know, one other kind of hero in this actually is a blogger uh, that's based on a couple of real bloggers who really did kind of break the case open uh, and were the only ones reporting on it for most of the whole trial. Uh, eventually, you know, the mainstream media did come around and report when Gosnell was being sentenced, but they were in and they were out because of the subject matter. It's amazing. So uh, obviously Gosnell is the big villain, but who are the other villains in this in the movie? Well, the other big villain in this movie is actually the state of Philadelphia and the, the mainstream media. So Philadelphia, because or the, um, sorry, the state of Pennsylvania, because they did not inspect Gosnell's clinic. They knew what was going on there. They had multiple complaints about it. So I'd say the big other big villain here is the uh, Health and Human Service of Pennsylvania. And then the other one is the media, because the media was silent on this during the trial. Daniel McAleer, one of the other producers, actually how this all started was he went to the Gosnell trial, and there was nobody there. He tells it there was basically two, you know, like Mennonite women in the back who were crocheting, and that was it. There, they had all these rows reserved for press, and there was no press there. And Phelan's a hardened investigative journalist. I mean, he's investigated bombings in Ireland, murder cases. Um, so for him, he just found this a very compelling case as a journalist and just found it appalling that journalists were not doing their job because of the subject matter was abortion. Well, we're talking to John Sullivan. He's the executive producer of a movie that comes out a week from Friday called Gosnell, The Trial of America's Biggest Serial Killer. We'll be right back. Don't pay double for your next home improvement project. Many companies are simply asking too much for windows, siding, and doors. You need at least three estimates. Just make sure Windows R Us is one of them. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward menu-style pricing, and the absolute fastest turnaround in the business. Windows R Us offers 
offers multiple financing options and will match any competitor's price. No hidden costs or final invoice surprises ever. And their no-loophole full lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage at no additional charge. Mention AM 1250 and get an exclusive 10% discount for listeners of this station only. Why pay double? Before you buy, visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. They're more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company. windowsruspittsburgh.com. Marley Financial has done it again. These guys are just fantastic. Many of you know or have worked with our friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial. You also know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation. Typical savings of up to 40%. Small, medium, and even large groups, Marley has got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to any hospital, Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, or even Johns Hopkins. Marley gives you the power to choose what's best for you and your employees, whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. Call Marley Financial now at 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. And find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. The one thing I loved about working with him, we got to pray with our patients. And I could do that without feeling like I was going to get in trouble. At the medicine shops in Oak Mountain, Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb continues the legacy of pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMedio. And many people, you cannot cure them or make them truly get well if they have something down deep that they haven't ever addressed. Stress affects your whole body. Like when I get stressed, I have between my shoulder blades, my muscles get tight. Some people it's GI. Some people it can be a rash. Some people their immune system is down. So we address that too. But you have to address the root causing that stress for them to truly heal. One of the things I'm very humbled by is that many of the people that Joe and I saw together, they're still coming to see me. And I just really appreciate that. And I'm going to try to have the same empathy and love and caring that he had. I just love it. It's my dream job. It's what I've always wanted to do. Every day's different because not everybody's the same. Call for a consultation today. 888-865-9595. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Talking to John Sullivan, he's the executive producer of a movie that comes out a week from Friday called Gosnell, The Trial of America's Biggest Serial Killer. It's about a doctor in Philadelphia who's now serving life term for murder, and he was an abortion doctor. So how do you depict this guy killing babies who were born alive? How, is, how are you able to do that in the movie? It's a pretty gruesome thing. Yeah, it's, from the subject matter it is, but I want to make sure the audiences know this is not a graphic movie at all. We were very careful knowing that the subject matter was difficult. Uh, we don't show anything on screen. However, at the same time, audiences have told us we've done an amazing job of keeping the tension and the drama there without showing anything graphic on screen. So there's a lot you can do with the theater of the mind and suggestion for people. We even go very much out of our way not to show anything, including the, the crime scene photos of the children. So, again, if audiences are concerned at all, they might see something that's too graphic. They won't. It's like an episode of, like, Law & Order or NCIS. You know, uh, if you can watch those two two shows which are on TV, which are very popular, you'd be able to see Gosnell. And I saw that one of the stars of the movie uh, was pro-choice when she signed up, and she's now pro-life. Who, what character does she play in the movie? Yeah, her name is Dominique Edwards. Uh, Dominique was... Um, 
plays Betty Goodwin in the film, which is a composite of a couple different nurses there in the clinic. But she's kind of the, one of the main characters. She's really the conscience of the film. Uh, she starts off the whole film when you see it. She's the first one you see on screen. And uh, her testimony later on in the court case is very instrumental uh, in convicting Gosnell. But uh, she told us when we were screening in Dallas about her own personal journey of how she moved from being pro-choice to pro-life going through this through this process of making this film. And this for us was something that was happening on set quite a bit, just the discussions, where people were at, how, what were the laws in various states. You know, people were amazed in some states like New Jersey, it's still abortion on demand, um, where in other states, you know, a lot of people think it's just 12 weeks, like the Roe v. Wade case. It's not. Each state makes up their own laws, and there are a number of states that have very late-term abortions still available. Uh, and, and this is very problematic. And this was a situation in Pennsylvania. You could go up to 23 weeks in Pennsylvania, um, and Gosnell was doing 23 and a half, and that's what kind of nailed him in one sense. He was writing that down. So, you know, this is something that was uh, is very concerning, is that, you know, you have this still going on in multiple states. And uh, Tom Ridge was also... Um, I, I I got the feeling from some of the things I've read about the movie that he doesn't come out too well. And that's, what's interesting is he's a Republican and was the Republican governor at the time, but he's also uh, pro-choice. Correct. And, you know, we have a direct line that comes from one of the, the folks from Health and Human Services there in um, Department of Health in Pennsylvania, and that orders were coming down directly from Governor Ridge's office that, you know, abortion clinics were not to be inspected. And they didn't want to put, you know, a woman's right to choose in, in jeopardy here uh, over this. Even though in Philadelphia, a nail salon has to be inspected once a year. Again, that's a nail salon for pedicures and manicures. And this, uh, this clinic, this abortion clinic, was not investigated for over 17 years. Now, how many, I know this wasn't part of the movie, I don't think it was, um, but how many abortion clinics out there are like that that have never been inspected that's a great question um you know I, I know of a few cases where you know things are happening in other states like we have i was made aware of a situation in florida where there's a clinic that has a doctor flying in and flying out he doesn't have admitting privileges at a local hospital so if something goes wrong he can't just bring a woman over there um they're operating without a medical license um, and yet the, the Florida Department of Health and Human Services is not inspecting um, or shutting down this clinic. Uh, and that's just one example. There, I've heard of like five different examples of this going on around the country. Now, uh, what kind of di- a distribution are you able to get on this uh, You know, because of the subject matter? Is that going to be a problem getting in the, the, the right number of theaters? Well, it's been difficult, I will say that. Um, it, it's been more difficult than I anticipated. I mean, another little movie called uh, 2016 Obama's America with Dinesh D'Souza. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we, we started that off in one theater and grew it to 2,000. Um, well, we were planning to come out a little bit wider on this film. You know, we're hoping to get to around 600 theaters, which gets us nationwide. Um, but it's been difficult. We've been we've been fighting uh, every for every theater we can get to get this story out because... We think it's one to be told, and when audiences leave the, the theater, they're just blown away by this movie, so by what, the quality, by the message, by everything about it. Well, how how does a, I mean, who what would reason would they give you for not wanting the movie, not um, wanting to distribute the movie, or, or for a theater not to want it? What would be obviously that it's abortion, but so what? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a multifaceted situation i think one is the subject matter i think we're getting some resistance there i think two there's kind of a bit of a crowded marketplace here in october so they want us to kind of prove ourselves um but you know it's very strange to me we've had things can't so in austin we were supposed to be showing the, the movie at the hyatt in austin uh the same day that planned parenthood was having their gala we had over 400 people registered for the um screening to see it and the Hyatt canceled our screening. We tried to buy advertising on NPR because they have a lot of true crime stories. NPR would not allow us to say the word abortion doctor in relationship to Kermit Gosnell. They don't, we could only say doctor or Philadelphia doctor to describe him. 
and we couldn't say cover-up about what the government had done there. So we've seen this from the very beginning to where, you know, people have been trying to stymie this and, and not let this kind of movie be seen. And look at we understand we're walking into a charged political climate, you know, with Kavanaugh's confirmation coming about, what that's about, truly at the heart of it is what you mentioned at the top of the show. And so there's a lot of people that are getting agendas here. I've even had people email me and tell me that corp- people from corporate theater chains are telling that the movie's rated R, which it's not, it's rated PG-13, and that it's very violent, and that's completely a lie. It's not violent at all. We've gone out of our way to make this movie accessible to folks, and it's, it's just not violent or graphic at all. So are you hoping for some grassroots movement on this to, like, uh, maybe a groundswell, especially among conservatives? I think so. I mean, I, I've seen this a couple times, the movies I've been involved in. I did a movie called Expelled with Ben Stein, which had a lot of grassroots support behind it. Um, you know, I always joke that, you know, our marketing budget is the size of the Avengers catering budget. Um, <laughs> but on a lot of these movies, it's true, you know, and it, it's no exception here with Gosnell. You know, we're, we're counting on the grassroots to show up and care about this movie. And again, once people see it, the word of mouth on it's been tremendous. I mean, when you rate movies and you ask people, you know, how they see it, this movie's rating in the 90 percentile, um, which is a big deal in our business, because that means that people will tell other friends about it. They'll, they'll pay for tickets for people to come see it. We're seeing a lot of groups doing buyouts um, across the country, which is great. So we see churches and, and uh, pro-life groups doing that. So, you know, we are counting on the grassroots to get out there and see it. And again, if people are concerned about the subject, it's not it's not scary or gory in any way. It's just a great old school thriller um, in the sense that it just really keeps your attention. And, you know, it's a crime drama. Well, I hope you uh, get the media coverage you deserve and you need. I'm not that confident that you will. Uh, I know some places you will, but uh, it's it's going to be a, a fight. But uh, uh, you're fighting a good fight, and uh, it sounds like it's going to be a great movie. I really appreciate you being on with us, John. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate uh, we appreciate it. And uh, visit us at gosnellmovie.com to see a theater uh, where it's playing near you. Thanks, great. John. Thank you. And we are out of time. Thanks for listening today. I'm actually taking the next couple of days off. Uh, Aaron Byrne has suspended me for my behavior, but I'll be back on Monday. Thanks for listening. AM 1250, The Answer, John Steigerwald Show. See you Monday. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.